Dilla, Dilla, mix, mix, mix. Y'all know what it is. Villain, Dilla, Dilla, still the best. Uh-uh, one, two, one, two, one, two. They scared of this trap. Dilla, Dilla, mix, mix, mix. Y'all know what it is. Villain, Dilla, Dilla, still the best. Uh-uh, one, two, one, two, one, two. They scared of this track like a terrorist attack. Prepare to get back when he's wearing just black. Get a dog, they soft like a peach. Rhymes like sand on the beach, off the leash, screech. Deep well, spell, saved by the bell. L, well behaved, and gave him hell. Walked on gilded splinters in a handstand, stalked the krill lit winters, cold as ever, midnight, break day like loaves of bread, cleverly way overhead, nicest beat maker, east of the equator, from the greater good, your hood, to deep theta, take a leap of faith, and scrape a heap of eight face all chafe, have the whole place strafe, toodaloo, use your noodle, or it'll use you, two for two, you know what I do when you're cruising through, later, then the first 48 post-traumatic stress in the post-hypnotic state got it great These things is not toys, only to be handled by kings who's got toys, not boys You hear me? Twerps, story rings nearly like the McClary verse to herbs Hey, you wanna stay in your genre? They protest the villain, the rendition of La Bamba MC's speaking, they ain't need us some jojoba All this up in here, Malik Yoba, pro bruh Attack the track like a lumberjack quick Chop it down to size firewood as drumsticks They knew June moon soon on a blue lagoon shoe It's doom zooms in on a platoon Sniper relief, swipe him off the street on his type of heat beat Stranger on a solo miss flow, dolo, paid Played the position by the pose glow Heard it on the TV promo, swear it ain't me in the PE logo Remote control in his overcoat polo Going for broke, get the dough, float on the go-go <laughs> Hopes and praise out of phase with the straight through the middle Crews hate the new riddle too, late too little Operation Doomsday complete On Jump Street, dump the heat Bill, one shot, one kill Spotted him, got his off the top, done deal Spill your guts, they say they said the darn dead good You could act a dread in your hood or John Edward The truth is in the verse, not on the bottle bottom Black devils is the worst, first you gotta spot him Ain't never get stuck on their votes And don't give a fuck if he get near votes At most he may exchange pleasantries Really don't go for the sex change energies 
or Ben and Jerry's berries. Friends will make for ten ferries who take men's cherries. Just don't boycott his shit. The fake First Amendment falls to plot mischievous midget. <laughs> Good afternoon or good evening and welcome to the vanguard for spike i'm stuck up in a third world nation cohen i am matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom hey everybody i'm spike cohen this is really good because <laughs> i can't see you like i got a gray screen um you got a gray screen <laughs> i've got a gray screen we'll keep going because uh, i'll fix that so uh first and foremost Allow me to uh, thank Stateside Kava for the kava that I drink on this and every episode of Muddied Waters of Freedom. And allow me to thank Nestle. I'm in Canada. Nestle for my delicious Tenier in Sales Mineru 552PPM Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. That's water, by the way. That's. That's what that was. Yeah, that was yeah that's 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 French for water because I'm Canada. Why what? are you only seeing me? Oh, because yeah, now you see me. There we go. Yeah, no, there you are. Hey, hey, it's me. Are. I'm Spike Cohen. So, um, before we get into the nitty gritty, oh yeah, everything that happened this week. First, I would like to. Uh, I'm happy actually to announce that the mop situation at Stateside has been rectified. But Sierra is not happy with the mop situation's rectification. Why? Um, because she is not happy with the mop that was chosen, and she preferred the mop that she was using that wasn't actually a mop. What was she using before? Uh, like one of those Swiffer things. Oh, I actually like those. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think I get why she likes that more than an actual mop, because it's like easier. But it doesn't actually work as well. Well, you know. Um, but yeah, so um, she uh, she she's not happy about the uh, mop situation, but the mop okay. situation has been rectified. Uh, but speaking of stateside, oh, yeah. we are very we are very happy to announce uh, that Muddy Waters Media has teamed up with Stateside Cava and Operation Regroup and a couple of other companies. Um, to work on our very first philanthropic adventure. It's really cool. What's yeah, that? No, it's really awesome. Uh, so what we're what we are doing is working on uh, we're working on this uh, philanthropic thing, uh, and it's called Operation PO Box. And what we have decided to do is here in Florida we have a ton of homeless people, and we uh the owner of stateside he and i we got together one night and we started discussing um different things that we could do to help out the community because we 
always talk about how we need to not rely on the government to help out the community, but instead we need to do it as people, as individuals. Right. Instead of relying on the government, you need to go out there and you be, you be the change you want to see in the world. Exactly. Um, and so what we kind of landed on was in order to get a job, you need to have an ID. In order to get an ID, you need to have a physical address. Right. So what we're doing is Operation P.O. Box, where we are going to be purchasing P.O. Boxes and then giving them, we're going to be meeting with homeless people. We're going to be giving away uh, food, giving away food, giving away clothing, giving away supplies and talking with them. And the people who actually want to better their lives, that want to go out there and get work who uh, have been stuck in this rut, this terrible cycle of not being able to do any of this because they can't get their uh, life back on track because they don't have any way to get an ID and they can't get a job without an ID. We're gonna give them PO boxes. So that way they can go out and get IDs because a PO box, at least in the state of Florida, um, acts as a physical address. For, for so, identification purposes. Right, for identification purposes. Cool. So they, that way they can go out, they can get their IDs. And then we're also going to be giving people updates on everybody, uh, everybody that we're doing this for. And people can send gift cards or clothing or food supplies or just write letters to them to be like, hey, you know, I hope everything's going well. Whatever you, you know, whatever you people, whatever you people want to send, you know, send them. Please keep it classy. Um <laughs> If you're watching us, you know, I mean, listen, you know, (laughs) anything you want to send, I'm sure they'll appreciate it. Probably. Um, But we, uh, you know, I'm very, I'm very happy to be a part of this. I'm very happy to be, uh, to be one of the people that gets to talk about this and be the difference makers. Um, But yeah, like clothes, gift cards, anything you can send to their PO box. We uh, started a PayPal, so if anybody wants to send financial compensation so we can get more uh, P.O. boxes for more people, uh, you can go PayPal Operation P.O. Box at gmail.com, uh, or you can email us at muddiedwatersoffreedom at gmail.com or inbox us at Facebook, slide up in our DMs, and uh, we will um, do everything we can to make sure that we point you in the right direction, or you can just go to Facebook. Uh, facebook.com slash stateside kava bar and message there and they will give you all the information you need about operation po box uh but it's a great org it's a, it's a great movement that we are trying to do and we are actually trying to make a difference in uh the community and uh it's i'm just really happy that muddied waters media gets to be a part of something like this yeah it's really cool and the thing is you know uh and and as this goes on you know, as updates happen where we'll be able to say, um, oh, we're completely gone. This fuck. <sighs> yep. Nope. Now we're back. Anyway, I just get, uh, you know, as this continues and we'll be able to give information like, you know, the PO boxes you can send stuff to and everything like that right now, it's still in its infancy, but we'll, we'll get there eventually. You know, this is a really cool thing because, when you're a libertarian or an anarchist, uh, 11 minutes, 18 seconds, uh, when, uh, when, when you're a, uh, you know, a libertarian, you know, you often get a lot of backlash or a lot of pushback with, well, without government, who would do whatever the roads helping people, you know, 
caging millions of people. You get you get lots of, of, of you know, questions about, well, who would do X, Y, and Z? And the answer to that is we will. And, you know, we can do that. And this is just an example of that where we'll be, uh, you know, we'll be helping people with uh, with their needs um, and the people that are the most vulnerable right now, which are people that don't even have houses um, that, uh, you know, that are looking to get work. Um, and, uh, and that'll, that'll be really good. So yeah, Operation PO Box, we're going to be promoting that heavily on all the shows for at least the next few weeks. Um, so yeah, be sure to reach out to us. If you want to make donations, Operation PO Box at gmail.com. Uh, you can email us at muddywatersoffreedom at gmail.com with any questions, inbox us, whatever. Matt already said all that, but I'm saying it again, just in case. And, uh, yeah, be sure to, to check that out. Um, so, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a really good thing. Um, speaking of things that I, I don't have a say, how do you segue out of that how into you segue from, yeah, from philanthropic, helping uh, the homeless, helping people to speaking of making the change that you want to see for yourself, uh, Japanese oil tanker, uh, called courageous, uh, was attacked, uh, off the, in, uh, on, in the Gulf of Oman, uh, or the or I think that's the same as the Arabian Gulf. I'm not sure, but the Gulf of Oman, and there were multiple blasts. Uh, the U.S. government says that they came from limpet mines. I don't know what that is. So, uh, so a limpet mine is uh, basically it's an underwater mine that is tied to the boat by uh, like a cable, and it's like attached to the boat, and then it would follow the boat, and then it would go off when it was planned to go off. So it would mean someone actually put them there, right? Okay. Um, Japanese members of the ship have stated that the attack came from overhead, meaning like from planes. Uh, John Bolton, uh, the uh, warmonger in chief uh, of uh, the uh, Trump administration, uh, I think he's the, he's the national security advisor, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, uh, he's um, Matt had some words to describe how he's uh, feeling right now. Uh, with the uh, with. <laughs> He, uh, he's very he really, turned on by the uh, he, uh, he's, the uh, prospect of potentially going to war with another Middle Eastern country. Fred Flintstone would say that he has an eruption, um, <laughs> and uh, uh, <laughs> he's very excited about the possibility of war with Iran. Uh, the, the government is trying to blame this on Iran. Um, since then, the Trump administration has sent a thousand more troops to the Middle East, which will definitely fix all of this. Um, you know. Who would ever think that the government, you know, for those who are, you know, we have a lot of libertarian viewers for some reason. And guys, whoever, you know, <laughs> might, might be out there, you know, any of you who might be thinking that, you know, this could be some kind of a, a false flag from the Trump administration. Just just ask yourself, would the government really would the government really fake an attack on a boat as a pretext to start a war? That and also, and then a second question: Would they uh, uh, engineer an attack that involved Japan? That would also be a pretext to a war. There's two separate questions, uh, and I think you know. I think the answer is no. I can't. I can't think of any reason why anybody would believe that uh, they would do that's something ri- like that's ridiculous. So there are probably. I'm guessing there are people who are wondering what that was all about. So for, for, for reference, for reference, <laughs> I would like okay. to think that our audience is smart enough. I would but like to know. think that I would like to meet, think that, and especially about our audience, 
But you know, just you, sometimes you meet people and they're smart, and then you talk to them, and you're like, oh, you don't know, you don't know anything. You don't um, know now, now I don't. Again, you're watching our show, so you probably know everything. But for right. those who maybe you know, maybe you've shared this with your normie friends for some reason. I don't know why you do that, but I think thank you for doing that. Uh, but uh, so the USS Maine. Uh, so to the U.S. really wanted to the uh, this was in the what, 1890s that the um, that the Roosevelt the Teddy Roosevelt administration really really wanted to get into the Spanish American wanted to get into the the war in in Cuba and in South America they wanted to go to war with Spain and uh, and so all of a sudden there was a uh, an explosion that happened on the USS Maine which was a, a naval a navy boat that was out in the Gulf of Mexico I believe. And, uh, these boats in gulfs, how about that? Um, but, uh, it got attacked or actually they later determined, or they believed at the time that it was just a powder keg that went off in the heat, I think. Um, but they blamed it on an attack by the Spanish. Then they went and and started their involvement in the Spanish American war. Uh, then in the 1968, seven, I don't know. In the 60s, uh, the U.S. really, really wanted to get involved in the uh, in the uh, Vietnam War with uh, John F. Kennedy, who has, for some reason, been uh, deified as a uh, paragon of peace. He's the one that got us into Vietnam. But anyway, uh, and then suddenly there was an uh, an alleged attack on uh, a boat uh, in a naval ship uh, in the uh, Gulf of Tonkin. Um, so this is a, a long and proud history that the U.S. has of, uh, of f- pretending uh, that boats have been attacked uh and and then going to war over it um the difference is now in the information age it's harder for them to convince people uh of these types of things so we'll see how it plays out but it seems like most people just don't i shouldn't say that most people i know don't believe it but then i'll i'll go to like someone's house and they're watching cnn or fox news and i'm like oh yeah most people aren't like us right (laughs) most people aren't like us the the U.S. has had a very long history of uh, fabricating things in order to get into wars. Right. You could even go back to say weapons of mass destruction. Oh um, yeah, you could do that too. If you're looking for something a little bit more recent than uh, JFK, which definitely wasn't in '67, um, unless he was doing it from beyond the grave. Yeah. Um, what, when when oh, Gulf of Tonkin? Let me. The Gulf of Tonkin, '62, '61. Um, but uh. The U.S. has had a long history of doing this, and a lot of the world uh, and a ton of America is finally starting to kind of catch on to that. And there, right, a lot of people are beginning to say we should probably begin to question it when our U.S. Uh, military or our U.S. Uh, oh God, I blanked on that word. Uh, you know, the people intelligence, because uh, you know, U.S. intelligence, uh, oxymoron. Uh, when the right. U.S. intelligence, military intelligence, almost, right, right. Uh, when the uh, when the military intelligence community tells us that uh, Iran is responsible for bombing a ship, you know, because for I don't know, we can roughly say two and a half years, uh, the U.S. has been kind of talking a big game when it comes to Iran, just a little bit. Like there's all these kind of there's been that question in the back of everybody's mind of if we were to go to war, who would it be with? And Aram's usually the first name that popped up. Right, right, right. 
a couple of years ago, uh, North Korea was number one on that list. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, it's probably North Korea. And on this show, I said, nope, never going to happen. And uh, I, I believe, and don't, I, don't quote me on this, but I believe I said I think Iran's probably more of a likelihood than it is to be North Korea ever. And now we're here. Right. Uh, it's only because uh, it's only because the countless number of tweets that Trump sent out back in 2012, uh, where he was saying that Obama will go to war against Iran because he needs to get reelected. Right. And now it's 2020, and lo and behold, suddenly this wouldn't be the same. This would be completely different. Oh, of course. This would be well, completely he, different because he's in office now. So it's to, you right because he's in office. It's, you can it's, trust Trump. Oh yeah, I definitely, definitely can trust that guy. <laughs> um, you can't trust Trump. Who can you trust, man? Like, come on. Right. Um, so this is just another one of those situations. Uh, I, the U.S., uh, the Pentagon. I believe yesterday this happened because I was doing the notes yesterday. Um, the U.S. Pentagon authorized a thousand more troops to go over to the Middle right. East. Yep. Uh, and. Uh, a couple of months ago, they sent 1,500 troops over. Like it, they're ramping up. I'm not going to. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not going to say that we're definitely at the point where uh, we're going to be doing it. Like we're we're going to go into war, but we're ramping up and we are prepping everything that you could possibly prep to get ready for it. Yeah, if we were going to be going to war, if the if the U.S. military were going to be going to war, this is what it would look like. The run up would start to look like. The one thing yeah. I will say to his, I guess you can call it credit, is that Trump did something similar with North Korea. He ramped up uh, invo- involvement there. He made lots of, you know, threats and called him, you know, Rocket Man and said he, you know, uh, what was it? He rained down on, I forget what it was, you know, unlike the, the terror that people had never seen before. I mean, he was basically making terroristic threats at North Korea and it, it all turned out to be, you know, like a negotiating tactic to try to get them to the table. Some people say it worked. Some people say they wanted to go to the table anyway. Some people said that it was completely unrelated to anything Trump did. It was the fact that their main nuclear testing site melted down and China told them, okay, enough already. Stop creating nuclear lava, uh, volcanoes. Um, you know, this isn't going to work. Um, so regardless, it turns out we didn't go to war. You know, if you'll remember in 2017, it was, you know, we're going to go to war with Iran, with uh, North Korea. We're going to a nuclear war with North Korea, and it's all Donald Trump's fault. That didn't end up happening. Um, it's questionable whether any peace deal truly, any real changes are going to come from that, but I never thought that was going to happen. With this, this could happen. So the U.S. doesn't pick war with countries that could actually, like, cause real damage, um, like a North Korea that has nuclear weapons. Now... With that said, Iran is not Iraq. Iran is bigger. Iran has a much larger population. Iran is backed up by the other two large powers who actually neighbor it. I think. Well, no, China doesn't neighbor Iran, but it's right. I mean, it's it doesn't border it, but it's right. It's right there. Um, Iran is. You know, every time you talk to a boomer. Um, they'll tell you about how our military is the greatest military ever and, you know, no one stands a chance against it. Um, but it's one thing to say their military couldn't invade our country. It's another thing to say Iran doesn't have the capability of stopping uh, a U.S. invasion and occupation. And I think that, um, 
you know, they're biting a fuck this damn thing. <laughs> Did we just lose them? Uh, we're losing and not losing and losing and not losing. I have a good connection. I have a good connection. I don't get it. But if this is... Yeah, I got nothing. If this is... Re... It'll go to 2000... Hold on, let me look at my settings. The settings are... Settings are right. The settings are what you'd want them to be. They're probably hearing this too. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, are, are they listening to this right now? Probably. Probably so. In spurts. I think they are. Because we're still on YouTube. Probably. I'm sure they're... Anyway, I guess we just go with it. Because... Fuck. Anyway. Yes. Hey, everybody. Um... So, I mean, this is a terrible, terrible idea. If they do do it, hopefully this is just Trump saber-rattling and, you know, doing a, a piss-measuring contest with with the uh, uh, Ayatollah, I don't even know what this one's name is, who came out, by the way, today, I believe, and said that they don't want to wage war with any country. Um, they don't want war with any country, which I tend to believe, I think that this... Uh, is much closer to this is about petrodollars and global domination and it's like treating the middle east like a game of risk or a, a chessboard like you know the world powers always do i just think it's a terrible idea um some are speculating that this is you know trump you know trying to start a war to get reelected i don't do you think that would work yes really yeah no, like if we're if we're in a war that's like not going well and very unpopular, you think that would help him? Can you name a wartime president that didn't get reelected? Because I, I, I literally can't. I cannot. Some political strategists would say that... Uh, George Bush Sr.'s biggest mistake was not making the Iraq war last longer. Yeah, I was going to say that was he was a post-war president. He, you know, he had the entire thing within his within his, his single uh, term. Yeah, within his term. And it had so, been done for almost a year when election day came. Right. So he was known as the unbeatable president because he had won the war uh and he was Reagan's like wonderkin and uh then you had that goofy guy from Arkansas coming out. All, <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm, I just think women are real cute. And uh, they, and he miraculously got beat because he, the economy was not doing well. The economy was not doing well. And uh, Bush's arch nemesis, Ross Perot, came out to basically make sure he didn't become president. Um, can I finish? 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 You, if, uh, if you can't tell, we were raised on early 90s Saturday Night Live uh, and late 80s. Um, in the past, though, I mean, like we watched reruns because we, we we're, like, we're super young. Yeah, on like Hulu. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, can I finish? Uh, finished him. And uh, but yeah, no, I, I mean, maybe in the, you know, 18th century, 19th century or something, there's one I'm not thinking about. I don't, we didn't really yeah, go to war a lot back then. I really don't think then. there is a wartime president that has lost re-election. Huh. 
I think you're right. Which is, I mean, that's not incredible that you're right. I'm just, I thought surely there was a, <laughs> I, I, I thought surely there's a, there's a, a wartime president that I can't think of a one. Yeah. According to Chris Reynolds, a personal injury attorney, personal uh, injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. Right. Uh, generally accepted political theory says wars keep incumbents in office. Uh, people want the known quantity over uncertainty, which that makes perfect sense. And that's and that's why a lot of people say that the fact that we are still in war in Iraq and Afghanistan is why Bush got reelected, um, even though I don't believe that. I think that he would have gotten reelected anyway. Yeah, um, I it, I think if anything, it was a hindrance. But I mean, you can't argue with the results. And I do remember a lot of people in the middle. They're like, well, we can't change horses midstream. You right. don't want to change the horse while you're in a stream because that's that's what a war is like it's like having a horse in a stream which is okay remember what i took that <laughs> statement to mean it's like having a horse in the stream yeah i always thought it was like you can't change places when you're peeing <laughs> no matt i don't know why that matt, ever, my... matt what am... <laughs> it I, I mean, I never really put a lot of thought into it. But you know what? That's 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 what it means. That's what it means. It means yeah, when you're peeing, don't move the horse. Right. Don't move the horse. When don't move peeing. the horse while it's peeing. It means it's when like... you're taking, if you're on a, if you're crossing a, a a river on a horse, you don't get off one horse and get on the other. Oh. Or maybe it means what you mean. You know what? Maybe it means that. Maybe it means leave horses alone when they're pissing. That would yeah. be much more uh, analogous to war, I guess, is a horse peeing endlessly. <laughs> so, um, speaking of horses, Candace Owens, back in the back in the news. <laughs> you were about to say saddle, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Candace Owens. Candace the, Owens the, has injected herself. The the former. The former star of the viral hashtag campaign, Matandis. Um, <laughs> Viral's a word for it. It was pathogenic in some some way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Candace Owens uh, is she? Uh, so first, let's let's give a little backstory before we go to what the woman I used to have a major crush on did. Um, I just was coming up with a segue, and the horses and Candace Owens. Anyway, right, go ahead. so. Uh, Steve Daines, Steve Daines is a senator, and he has proposed a flag, a flag burning amendment. Not so much a flag burning amendment, but an anti, like an don't anti. burn the flag amendment. Yeah. Right. He's, he's against the burning of the flag. Uh, Trump is very much on board with this, and you know he's out there talking about how anybody who burns the flag is an enemy of the state, and it's a beautiful flag. It's a wonderful flag. We have the best flag. Throwing up the white power symbol every time he can. Um, flag. <laughs> beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's just incredible. The best flag. And um, so this has kind of hit the forefront of the news in a lot of circles recently, uh, is whether or not it should be illegal to burn a flag or if burning a flag is free speech. And Candace Owens, beacon of the right, beacon of all that is right and just and holy, came out and said, anybody who burns the flag, if I were president, would get 
one year to get all of their stuff and get GTFO of the country. <laughs> GTF out of the country. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, no. GTFO, O, T, C. Right. Uh, no jail time, no fines, just one year, pack up your crap and gone. Um, and um, as somebody who talks about the free speech that she's so great. That's her being, thing. That is her thing. If you want to be like a ironic Nazi, free speech. If you want to burn a flag, no, no, no. you got to pack up. You have a year, which isn't arbitrary at all to give someone a year to get their stuff together and go right somewhere else. Right. I guess probably Canada. I would assume they'll probably be here. <laughs> where they'll be burning the american they'll flag be burning the american flags for heat at that point um actually right now it's kind of nice this is actually the ideal total segue uh or side note um if you're gonna go to canada june through august is your ideal time to go to canada unless you're one of those freaks that wants to like snowboard or something then i don't know what to tell you, you go you know you want to give yourself an upper respiratory infection that's fine but the uh the this is the ideal time if you are a normal human being with nerve endings, um, that this would be the good time to come. But yeah, um, yeah. So we talk about triggered snowflakes, and there is no more triggered of a snowflake than some not all, but some conservatives, boomers, who witness someone burning an American flag. And Candace Owens. And Candace Owens. Candace Owens, who it, who is essentially a boomer at this point. I mean, are we? Are we? Are we? <laughs> Candace Owens has, I think, traversed into boomerdom uh, uh, at least a few weeks ago. Um, it's a flag. Like, whatever you think about America or the government or the idea of the people, it's a flag. It is ju- It is a flag. Unless you are in some kind of cult that believes that flags are imbued with special magical qualities. It's a flag. It represents things, good and bad, to different people. It's a subje- it's very, you know, subjective what it means to some people, like me. It's a flag. It's a flag. That's what it means to me. It represents a flag. And to many it's people a- it represents slavery and white genocide and white oppression and white supremacy and to other people it represents freedom and American apple pie and baseball and love and uh it doesn't mean baseball to Jason Lyons that non-baseball loving communist. Non-baseball, yeah, basically he's a commie. Basically um, a communist, yeah. Basically a communist because he doesn't like baseball. What 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 uh, what sport would he have us watch instead? Soccer. Oh, freaking uh, <laughs> soccer. Soccer. Yeah, but he would pretentiously call it football. 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 Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna call into Jason's show and go go, and he'll laugh and I'll go, and he'll be like, so what do you want to ah, and I'll stop, and then he'll be like, so and I'll be like, ah! like that's that's what I'm gonna do. That's that's that. Tune in uh, Friday night because that's what I'm doing to Jason. So uh, the only time that like if you want to burn a flag, I don't care. Knock yourself out. Do it. It's it's your expression. The only time I am not okay with you burning a flag 
is if you did not purchase said flag yourself. Oh, yeah. If it's someone else's flag. Like, when I see people and they're ripping, like, com- Confederate flags or American flags or whatever, like, I'm doing this for You're just taking someone's property. What are you accomplishing? You're just pissing them off. You're pissing off a bunch of people that are probably on the fence about it because they're just seeing you rob people. Like, that's not... You're not... That flag isn't... Unless it's being used to strangle someone, it's not hurting anyone, nor is it helping anyone. It's just a flag. It's a symbol that, to the owner, probably means something better than whatever you think it means. Which is fine, so go buy your own. That's the other... You can't burn my flag. I wouldn't burn your flag. I would never burn your flag. If I were going to burn a flag, I'd go to Walmart and buy my own. I'd burn my flag. Or I'd burn the flag of someone who gave it to me and said, Hey, can you burn this for me? I go, Yeah, of course I can. I'll burn your flag. Gave it to me and said, "Here, you can do whatever you want with this." That's another thing. And honestly, if someone just gave me a flag and said, "You can do whatever you want with this," I'd say, "Hey, thanks." And then I'd ask people if they wanted a flag because I don't. I'm not really worked up about about the flag. You know, my my parents have flags in their house. I when we owned an office building, there was a flag hanging out in front. Like, I mean, it, it's it's a flag. I, I'm not I'm not tied to it. Now, I will say this. If burning a flag became illegal, I would burn them by the hundreds and I would tell everyone about it and I would put it on oh, tape. Live yeah, I would live stream myself burning a flag made of smaller flags. So like each star would be a flag that was folded in a special way to make it like a star and then there would be the then there'd be another then the striped flag. I'm not sure how that would work. It probably wouldn't, but I would no, definitely. I, mean, I could get that to work. Yeah, we could, we could, we could make that work, right? We can make that work. I could um, hundred percent get that to work. Yeah, so I will definitely, I will definitely. We're we're still live. It just comes in and out. I don't know what the hell. Yeah, we're live on YouTube. We're just not okay. We're yeah, live. we're back on Facebook. I I don't I don't I don't know. Hi guys, if if just, you're having any interruptions of this uh, broadcast on Facebook or Periscope. Probably head over to YouTube. That one seems to be the most stable. I our internet connection is super strong, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, but I would anyway, blame Canada. I have no objection to that. I'm fine with blaming like, Canada. South Park says blame Canada. Blame Canada. Um, blame. It's funny because I was talking to someone whose friend uh, travels. She's Canadian, and her friend travels the world to see Brian Adams. And I'm like, like travels everywhere. That's a very odd choice. And like Brian Adams, like routinely plays here because he's Canadian and this is Toronto. And she goes to like England to see him and goes to like Los Angeles to see him and goes to like, I think Asia to see him. And it's like, he's Brian Adams. You could just see him at like up the road. Yeah. Like you see him at his house probably. Yeah. You could like hit him up on LinkedIn and like have dinner with him or something. Like, I mean, he's Brian. <laughs> anyway. Chris Reynolds so, is wearing flag boxer briefs right now. Well, don't burn so those. Def- yeah. Definitely don't light those on fire unless you're Chris Reynolds and you want to. Because your personal injury claim would be against Chris Reynolds. <laughs> right. Like if you were to actually burn the flag, your personal injury claim would be against Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. Now, your attorney would be Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. So, personal know. injury attorney Chris Reynolds. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds at law. So, it it it's it's really it'd be a, it'd be a, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how how that case would go. I think it could go either way. I think it could go for Chris.
Reynolds, uh, attorney at law, or I think I could go for personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. So the, I only know that he likes uh, personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds more because uh, he has been using the memo feature on Anchor FM that they have, and he has been leaving us uh, voice memos. I didn't know. Always, uh, yeah, no, there is. There is a thing to do that. In, in related news, there's a, a, there's a feature on Anchor called the memo. Yeah, you can leave us voice memos, and uh, personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds likes to call and give me my AOC Millennial Minute. That's interesting. Well, speaking of Anchor, hey, guys. Hey. Hi. Hey, are you, uh, are you thinking of starting a podcast? Well, if you are, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. You know, Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. For free? Which, which Yeah, for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. That's amazing. Does it have creation tools that uh, allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great? Unbelievably, they do. That is incredible. And you know what? They will distribute your podcast for you. And it can be heard everywhere from like Spotify to Apple Podcasts to Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and many more. I, unbelievable. I just... I won't be able to continue talking to you if you tell me that you can easily make money from my podcast with no minimum listenership. With no minimum listenership. That's actually one of the greatest things about Anchor FM. I'm blown away. Well, so if yeah. I if I wanted to get on Anchor FM, what exactly would I do? Uh, you would just have to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Well, that settles it. I know what I'm doing after I figure out why the hell this stream keeps going down. That. Hey everybody. Well, <laughs> um, that was so probably the best commercial we did, and everybody lost us for it. Fuck. What <laughs> on earth is going on? Well, we're uh, we're up, and then we're down, and then we're back. And... Much like the Fed. Much like. Much like the Fed. We're up, we're down. We're up, we're down. So, this is. Uh, let me check on the old. Oh, yeah, we're down on. Uh, oh, it's going in and out on YouTube. Switch to YouTube still drops. Anchor FM. Yep. I don't Blame get it. Canada. Blame Canada. I'd love to, except this was happening before Canada on both of our computers. I, I have to think it's restream. And now Caster charges. Did you know that? Do they? Yeah, it's not free anymore. Oh, I think we're back up. Oh, good. Hey, guys, go to Anchor FM right now. Anyway, uh, uh, that's our that's our plug that you missed. Go to Anchor, 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 Anchor. Anchor's great. Use Anchor. And they lost us again. Hey, guys, guess what? Um, so, hey, <laughs> literally, they just every. Every couple of minutes, they get me going, hey. I don't know. Well, this is definitely not Spectrum's fault. No. If nothing else, I cannot blame Spectrum. All right, it looks like we have good internet again. Hi, guys. Guess what? Nope. The, uh, uh, you thought that, but no. Instead, what happened is that, so speaking of the internet and things that on it that are unfortunate, Trump Darn and, it. yeah, 
that's a good point. Speaking of <laughs> internet things that are happening, which are subjectively good or bad, Donald Trump and Alexandria Ocasio or Alexandria Ocasio Cortez are in the umpteenth Twitter battle. Uh, Trump uh, quoted uh, AOC's earlier remarks made on ABC's This Week, uh, where she said, "I think." that we have a very real risk of losing the presidency to Donald Trump if we do not have a presidential candidate that is fighting for true transforma- transformational change in the lives of working people in the United States. Trump said, I agree, and that is the only reason they play the impeach card, which cannot be legally used. Because that's because tr- impeaching him is illegal. See, I, so I'm trying to figure out if what he's saying there is they don't have a legal reason to do it. Or, I mean, it's him. Who knows what he means? I'm guessing you've put more thought into it than he did. In this moment. Yeah, that's, yeah, probably. Um, And then she responded, I worked yesterday on an AOC impression to do this one, but I don't even think I can. I don't even think I can pull that that out now. Um, It's worth a shot because they may or may not even hear you. That's a good point. Um, so mr president you're from queens so like you may fool the rest of the country but i'll call your bluff any day of the week opening an impeachment inquiry is exactly what we must do when the president obstructs justice advises witnesses to ignore legal subpoenas and more bye with with a, with a hand waving emoji. With a hand waving emoji. Um, <laughs> that was actually a really that was an unsettlingly good Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I watched about six hours of AOC videos for a for a <laughs> for a th- for a white male. For yeah, and you did it for a while too. It wasn't like just a short. That was like an entire paragraph. Yeah, and you yeah, ended she, it. And you ended it with. With bye, bye, um, which yeah, is how so, she'd say that. Yeah, unless 100%. she's at unless she's at a, a rainbow coalition meeting, and then she would. Anyway, um, it's probably just as well I don't do my Alexandria Ocasio Cortez impersonation, um, which would basically be a um, what's that one thing? Um, <laughs> who was I the? We give them A plus shows. <laughs> The yeah, like this one. The who's the 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 Woody Harrelson's wife in White Men Can't Jump? Rosie Perez. Yeah, that's who you get at when when Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is around mostly POC people of color, but when she's not, the rest of the time she sounds exactly like Matt just did. So, uh, speaking of horrifying. Things related to Alexandra Ocasio Cortez. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree with you here because I actually agree with this. So Alexandra Ocasio Cortez and um, the Zodiac killer whose father killed JFK uh, are teaming up. Uh, to weird that she team up with that person. Um, why he's not in jail is is actually a question of mine. Um, they teamed up to make birth control uh, available over the counter. Yeah, they're working on a uh, bipartisan bill in order to make birth control available over the counter as opposed to needing a doctor's prescription. Which I'm 100% on board. 
I, I will say it like I, when AOC does something good, I will say it. And yeah. this is something good that she is doing and she's working on it with Ted, the Zodiac killer Cruz, Ted Cruz, uh, lion, Ted Cruz, lion, Ted Cruz, freaking lion, and, Ted Cruz. You know, I, I may not like either one of them all that much, but I am fully in support of this. I, so the argument against making birth control available over the counter is really besides the you know we all need to be making babies every time we inseminate a woman uh the argument the 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 more rational argument is that birth control has all sorts of you know it can cause you know it's essentially it's taking a bunch of hormones that cause trick your your uh i don't know how it works but it basically i think it tricks your your vagina into thinking that you're already pregnant and so it it says no thanks sperm i don't know how <laughs> i don't I, I don't know how it works either. i don't have to take it but um, <laughs> uh you and i are going to be the reason like this segment somebody's going to pull this segment up and they're going to be like this is why white men should not be allowed to make any rulings on birth control did we just make a podcast um <laughs> A really crappy version of one right now, but yeah. Oh man, no, this is with except with the exception of the streaming issues. I'd say this is one of our top five. <laughs> so, birth control has some hormonal stuff, and I know nothing about birth control. <laughs> it has even, there are I don't so know what you're trying to argue in this moment. What they say is that. So it has, there's some risks. It has risks. It's a drug. It has hormones. The hormones have risks. There's like an elevated risk, I think, of breast cancer and things like that. And so they're like, oh, if you take birth control, blah, blah, blah. well, there's like a ton of things that are not just over the counter, but aren't even considered drugs that have risks associated with them. So the idea that you need to have a prescription from a doctor because you want your your vagina to to say to say no no but because it gets the hormones so you see how it works is that so that so if you so if you so if you pick it so a, a fallopian tube looks like a ram's head and no i mean like a uterus but then the fallopian tubes are the horns and what birth control does you see so the cervix is like the nose and so when the sperm, so this is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a really good thing uh, because Spike will never have to talk about birth <laughs> control on the air. I'm coming ever. back next week, having done hours of research on birth control, and I will talk about this. You'd think I was Dr. Ruth. I don't think that's what she does. But uh, <laughs> I don't know much about her. <laughs> you think she, I was doctor? Well, they talk. They, I, they, does anyone think that Doctor Ruth doesn't know how birth control works? I'm betting that she hasn't had to know how birth control worked. I am willing to bet that since people have known Doctor Ruth's name, she hasn't had to worry about birth control. So this is a good thing. <laughs> 
this is a good thing this both uh, economically thing. and it gives people the ability to uh pick their own medications and it yeah. will help lower the cost of birth control across the board so that way uh we don't have to worry about getting accidentally pregnant and people going birth control is too expensive. And uh, instead people can go out and buy cheaper birth control. That's more widely accessible. And um, well, the real parties just begin then. You want to talk about free love? Listen, right? <laughs> so, uh, cause you see the, no, so It's it's so they're like horns. Anyway, so I mean, here's the thing with birth control. The a lot of times the the birth control itself isn't that expensive. It's the fact that you're having to go to a doctor, right, to get it in the first place. Yeah, you have to go to. I mean, a doctor is not cheap. I mean, even if you're insured, the copay is pretty high. And you go in and you're like, I don't want to have kids. And the doctor's like, Oh, why? And like you know, he starts asking you questions. And then you're basically asking for permission to be able to use your own vagina freely. And that seems wrong. And for some reason, if I were to uh, walk in and say, hey, I want a vasectomy at any age, they'd just be like, sure. Yeah. Go ahead. But yeah. if a woman goes in and is like, I want to get my tubes tied and you're under the age of like 28, they'll go, mm, no. Yeah. Not doing it. Yeah. Now they say it's because... Many, like, statistically, they're more likely, like, mo a lot of them come back later and say they want it and there's all these fertility problems or whatever. But, again, you got to let adults make their decisions even if they regret them later. That's like, they're not coming in and saying, cut my arm off. They're coming in and saying, I don't want to have children. And, yes, a vasectomy is more easily reversible, but that's not guaranteed. And it's still a mild surgical procedure and you can still do it. And that's not really anyone's business. But anyway, so that's a good thing that has happened. A very rare good thing from both Ted Cruz and AOC, um, which, yeah, so that's good. And uh, so the speaking of intrusions into your area that you didn't want. Yeah. Uh, the Seventh Circuit Court ruled in a case where the DEA uh, entered into someone's... Well, they ruled basically that uh, cops can use illegally obtained evidence in trial, which essentially makes habeas corpus and the Fourth Amendment a joke. So, for the backstory on this... Okay. Because I'm assuming you don't know it. <laughs> No, no, I, I, I do know it. I just wanted to give the top line first, but. Okay. Um, so in Indiana, I believe it was in Indianapolis, uh, the cops raided a house. And when they were inside the house, they found oodles of meth, as oodles. I saw in one report. Oodles. Oodles. I don't know what oodles of meth is, but apparently it's a lot. They found ramen meth. <laughs> right. Uh, just total ramen, not Raymond. Uh, not Raymond. Total, not Raymond. Uh, they not found ramen's a ramen's worth of meth, and uh, but they didn't have a warrant to actually enter the premises. Now, this was brought up. They said no, they didn't have a warrant until hours after the raid, and 
the judge was like, well, we have to throw this out. And uh, the oodles of meth had to be thrown out, which means they had no case. They couldn't convict him of anything because they raided the house illegally. Right. It got it got appealed and it was taken to the next level and the next level. I don't know how many levels there are before you get to the seventh circuit. And the seventh circuit said, well, we don't agree with the illegal practices used by the police department. Yes, they can use the evidence found. <laughs> they, they essentially broke into someone's home illegally, but they did find oodles of meth. They did find oodles of meth. And I believe that this, I believe that this story caused the greatest Facebook argument that we have ever had on our page. Holy hell. I get it. Drugs are bad, guys. Like, we are two recovering addicts. We've both been sober for many years. Drugs are bad. Meth is bad. Mm -hmm. I don't even know a lot of people that do meth that say meth isn't bad. That's pretty much like... If you look at public opinion polls, most people think weed's okay at this point. Most people say coke's bad. Yeah, pretty much everyone says crack's bad. Almost everyone says heroin's bad. Everybody says meth is bad. No one is out there arguing meth is good. So, no, we're not here saying, yeah, meth is great. What we're saying is the government breaking into your house... And using the fact that they found something as an excuse after the fact and a court going, yeah, no, that's fine. That's a problem. And that isn't going to stay with just oodles of meth. Next, it'll be a handful of meth. And then it'll be like oodles of weed. And then eventually there won't even be any oodles. It'll be like your dog didn't have their, you have a pet and you didn't have a pet license from the city. Like, I mean, it, it it eventually works its way down. If you've established that the police don't need a warrant to bust up in your house, they're going to use it for whatever the hell they want to. And they right. have increasingly military-looking equipment to help them in their venture of doing that. So, so no. we got into this. I'm going to tell the story of this argument. Yes, please. Uh, so... I'm not going to say the person's name because I'm certain that person has us very much blocked at this point, but, uh, Oh yeah, they have no idea. Right. They, uh, they, they had a joint account between, we'll, we'll call them, um, Dan and Linda. Uh, and their account was like Dan, Linda Thompson and Dan, Linda Thompson started going off, started going off about how drugs are bad and uh, one of us, I'm not really sure who started <laughs> that one. <laughs> one of us. Uh, Someone. So we are, yeah, what, so one of the Muddied Waters crew, whether it was Spike, Jason, or me, um, we started talking about how, yeah, drugs are bad, but you know, you have the right to do it inside your house if you want to because you're not really breaking, you're not hurting anybody by doing it. Right. And then he started arguing about how we were hurting people. And then he told me, he told us that uh, at one point he said, I don't care what you do inside your house, which completely contradicted everything he said. Clearly you that. do because you think the police should be able to bust into it and, and ruin our lives. Right. Uh, and uh, then he started talking about uh, people who were addicts and how they never stopped being addicts. 
and uh, how you never get over it. And he just said that to two people in recovery. I took, I don't get offended often. Right. And I didn't really get offended by what he said. I got pissed off, um, which I don't think is offended. And so I said, <laughs> eh, 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 two sides potato, same potato, offended, offended. Right. But uh, so I said, I said, you know, we here, uh, a couple of us here have been in recovery for a while and, uh, you know, myself five years and uh, I have, there's no reason to think that I'm going to start using anytime again soon. Uh, And then he told me from his education and employment that that's just not true, but he wishes me luck. And for some reason that really made me mad. And I said, well, from my education and employment, I have noticed that people with joint Facebook accounts, usually one of them cheated. And I'm guessing it was you, the cop that cheated. (laughs) And then I told him that I didn't, uh, need to prove anything to him and I only need to prove something to myself and then Spike read it and got upset <laughs> and he said are you one of the 40% of cops who beat their wives and then he came back with some retort that I don't remember what it was yeah I don't it wasn't a good one though it wasn't good and we hit him again and reminded him that his wife would be able to see all of the comments he was leaving and us reminding them of the affair that he most certainly had yeah. And then he deleted the entire thread for some weird reason. For some weird reason. I think it was when possibly me, it was one of the Jewish members of the Muddied Waters media team, possibly me, who said something along the lines of uh, being a, uh, well, he was saying, you know, doing drugs is harmful to all of society. And I said, or some other Jew said, uh, being one a police of officer is harmful to society. Stop beating your wife that you yep. cheat on or something like that. And that, that pretty much ended the conversation. If you can believe that. Yes. Um, that, so, definitely, uh... that was the end of that conversation. So, and that was definitely like the most contentious and there were other somewhat lesser contentious arguments, but that, that brought out a lot more contention than I thought it would. I thought the gay stuff would bring out more contention between people than whether or not cops should be able to invade your home illegally and still get to use anything they find as evidence in a trial. I thought that that should be like a, even if you're really against drugs, it's like, yeah, no, you still need to get a warrant first. Like, why didn't you wait a few hours to get a warrant? I wouldn't have to wait to get the warrant. Just wait to get the warrant. Like, like I, I, I was, I was very surprised that that was a con- that was a point of contention. But you know, I get surprised on the internet on a regular basis. So this was one of those times. So yep. and it was a cop from Alabama. That doesn't or, surprise me. Cop but, from Alabama or Arkansas or Arkansas. But that part does not surprise me because if it was going to be someone, but there were people all over that were. I mean, that was a lot of. That was a really odd thing for people to get worked up about but i don't know what what do i know anymore um i mean it it surprises me every day the stuff that people get upset about on our page especially Like like we'll mock the fact that corporations are suddenly pretending that they're like really into gay people 
and that, you know, once this holiday's over, they're going to go right back to not giving a crap about gay people. We'll make fun of that, and people will be like, unfollowing! Unfollowed! You know, that's why Steven Crowder got demonetized, right? You might not want <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, for using that kind of a voice. By saying unfollow. Oh, I wasn't even meaning it as a gay thing. <laughs> that was actually my Jordan Peterson. That was a terrible Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I'm not following this page anymore. That's that was even worse. That was better than the first time. Um. It's crazy. So when I'm in um, Canada, in Ontario, when I'm in the Toronto area, it seems like everyone has that like that voice. It might be a little higher, lower pitched. It might be male or female. It might be whatever. But it's that like it's that voice. And now his is is he's from out east, so it's a little bit different, but. It's a very I I hear Jordan Peterson, and I see him his mouth doing this like in South Park, like where the like where the head separates yeah, on the side. Yeah. Back, yeah, yeah, um, which is good, good for them. So we are opening up the lines if you would like to call in, and we will be doing no, nope, no, not what we're doing. We are not doing that. Yeah, don't call yeah. us. You don't call us. No. Uh, so these were memos that were left <laughs> on our Anchor FM. Because if you go to our anchor.fm, there is a way for you to leave us memos. Uh, if anybody has any questions on how to do it, message personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds. And he <laughs> don't <laughs> ask <laughs> us. And he, yeah, because I, I don't know. I don't know how he did it. Uh, but he, uh, not. He also figured out how to donate money to us monthly. So thank you to personal injury attorney Chris yes. Reynolds. Um, but he had a couple of uh, questions that he asked, and uh, he calls them the AOC Millennial Minute. So, I mean, this is a very AOC-heavy episode that we're doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, all thanks to personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds. Uh, but his first question uh, was, Donald J. Trump said he would accept dirt on his opponents from foreign sources. Should he have to report the info to the FBI because, as Chris Reynolds believes, he said he would not? I don't think you're allowed to take donations from foreign sources. No, no. Information, not donations. Oh, information, oh, oh, Like if somebody has dirt on Biden from a foreign source, Donald Trump says that he would take that information and use it in the campaign against Biden if Biden's the uh, nominee. And uh, then he would... Uh, and that he would not tell the FBI about the source. I can't imagine that's legal, but what do I? Right, I don't know if that's even legal. It's certainly not legal for us to do that, but you know, it's uh, the president occupies a very interesting position where they are the epicenter of the entire hierarchy of enforcement of laws in the entire country. Right, like the the official opinion of the Department of Justice right now is that it is not possible for the president to be indicted because they're the president, which is I okay. So I, I don't know. I, I would think he would have to, but I don't know anything anymore. He, it, what it comes down to without any of these things is this is where Congress is supposed to get involved. That if the president is just, you know, uh, you know, completely flagrantly disobeying 
laws that anyone else would have to obey that Congress has to step in and do the process of impeachment and 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 that then the, the president gets you know lawfully removed. The problem is impeachment gets used as like a political tool by whichever party is out of office to the point where no one really takes it seriously. And so then if the president does actually do something, then it probably isn't going to be used for that. Like it's just, it. I, I, so I don't know. I don't know. I can't imagine that's legal though. Yeah. I can't imagine it's legal. It, and if nothing else, it's definitely unethical. Um, yeah. It's so definitely unethical. I, at the bare, like if you want to take the information, take the information, but you know, report it at the bare minimum at the bare minimum report it. So that way you're at least above board on everything. One would think one would think, by the way, Jacob LaBelle says, meh, meth is pretty okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair. Um, fair. Fair comment. I ain't going to lie. I tried it once. Not a fan. I did not try it. Uh, also not a fan. Um, uh, but I, I, but, Oh no, but, but I, but you know what I did do? I actually did try it um, because it was recommended to me uh, by a doctor. When I'm going to my doctors and saying, I'm pretty sure I have MS. And they go, no, uh, actually, we think you have ADHD because ADHD is very similar to MS in that it is nothing like it. But anyway, they said, no, we think you have ADHD. Here, take some Ritalin. So I tried some Ritalin and they said, so take one dose and if you feel if you feel calm and collected and and relaxed, which I already did, I just had MS. Uh, but they said if you feel calm and collected, then it works. If it if you don't feel that way, then you don't have ADHD. Well, folks, I did not have ADHD. I what I did have was a fun twenty four hour period where I walked my dogs for miles and miles in a circle around my neighborhood and screamed at all of our neighbors while my wife locked herself in our guest room. So uh, personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds says anything of value is not allowed. Uh, so would information count as something of value? Like would that count as a donation? If it's to, if it crushes a person's campaign, you know, if it's like, you know, they have Joe Biden in an incredibly compromising situation. And, and it, I would, I don't know. I, I would say, yeah, but what do I know? Like, I, I, I would argue it has, does that have monetary value? I would say, yeah, for political purposes. Would, yeah. For political purposes, it does. Yeah. Because if they took it to the inquirer, they could sell it for money. So yeah, I, I, I would say it's, I would say it has value. It definitely has value. Does that monetary value? I would say anything that has value has monetary value. So yeah, that would be my opinion. Right. So I, yeah, I don't think he should be allowed to do that. <laughs> and then not, and not tell anybody. Right. And not say anything. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel as though it should at least be reported. I would bare minimum. I would think so. I would think so. Where are these audio notes? I'm in anchor. Where do you even see these? Uh, so if you are on the anchor.fm app on your phone. Oh, on my phone. Well, there's a way to do it on there. I've just never done it on there. And uh, you go up to the uh, notification bell. It says Chris Reynolds sent you a voice memo. And then if you go to that page, you can play the voice memo. 
I guess she's a millennial, so we'll go the AOC Millennial Minute. Um, and just had a question for uh, Spike and Matt, um, or whoever might also be on about the census. Uh, seems to be a big deal about whether or not we, uh, the United States is going to count um, undocumented people in the census. Um, and there seems to be some interesting arguments, both for and against. Uh, and so I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Thanks. So that's where you find your audio, and that's also our next question. <laughs> I, it broke. I, I couldn't hear it, though. I heard personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds. Okay. Well, uh, it says that AOC says that we should count undocumented immigrants in the census, and uh, there seems to be some sort of debate whether or not they should be counted. Uh, and he wanted our opinion. And in her argument for it, she said that the census needs to be done every 10 years and it's required by the Constitution, which, yes. Yes, yes. But is it that we should be counting undocumented immigrants in the census? Well, they could make up a three-fifths compromise. Huh? 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 Anyway, so the... Uh, the um, so... My understanding is that, at least previously, non-citizens were counted in the census. Um, so they added something to this census that says... This most recent one that asks if yeah. you're a citizen or not. But they'll still count you even if you say you're not, right? Right. But what I think that they're doing is they are taking it and they're, if you're checking that you are not a citizen of the United States... Um, they aren't counting those numbers when they are redrawing uh, congressional many, district maps, congressional district grounds, and how many how many congressional people go to each state. Which makes sense. I mean, listen. So if you have a system where you have to, I mean, again, I'm 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 applying anarchist logic here. Uh, hour thirteen thirty one. Um, I'm I'm applying anarch, anarchist logic here about you know citizenship and things like that if you're think of it this way if you're a member of a club and you decide how many votes each neighborhood gets that's in your club and you do it by sending out a you know a questionnaire to you know members of the club to see where they are even if for some reason you counted people that weren't members of your club they wouldn't count towards your vote power because they're not in your club so i would think historically they have counted non-citizens i don't get why and i think it would make sense for them to make that differentiation for the same reason that they don't allow non-citizens to vote in the first place it's if you're not a citizen you don't you don't get to vote so then why would you get power in why would you be counted towards how you know how many politicians are in your district how many points your state gets for in the in the electoral college and things like that, it would it would stand to reason that, that the federal money that gets given to every state has to do on population and things like that. So, which is why you count them. In, which is why you count them in the first place. That I get. So you count them in the first place because that's how much of the stolen money they get. But, but in terms of like the, I you know again I'm not a nationalist, but I I get the argument that okay we're still counting them, 
And 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 if you are still counting them, then yes, I would say undocumented as well because they're still there. They're still there. So so yeah. So I mean, if you're if you if you count them, but with the idea that they don't count for congressional uh, redistricting purposes and 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 electoral college vote purposes and things like that, uh, I would think that makes sense. But do you count them because they're here illegally? I don't know. I I would say yeah, but I I don't. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I don't want my federal stolen dollars to be going anywhere. Right. Uh, to I don't want him to be stolen. I don't want him to have a census uh, in the first so, place. Right, right. Uh, like, I get that, you know, the Constitution requires one, but the Constitution also says that I can own whatever weapon I want, and uh, they're stopping that. Um, but I understand the point of counting them, I guess, just so you know how many people are here. But at the same time, I get the voting where Cal- so California, uh, California, Arizona, New Mexico, they're all going to have a lot higher numbers of uh, people living, of citizens living there, documented or undocumented, which would drastically change the amount of members of the House of Representatives that they have. Right, right. So, and it, and, and that would, and I get why she's saying this because New York city has a disproportionately high percentage of non-citizens living there. I don't know, legal, illegal, whatever, but like there's a ton of non-citizens living in New York city. And I'd assume that would include her district as well. So yeah, I can get why she would want that from a a political standpoint. Uh, this wouldn't play well in, uh, actually, you know what? It might play well in the South too. We have a ton of we have a ton of non, but I think percentage-wise, it's much higher in major metro areas. So this would give even more electoral power to major metro areas, which is typically where non-citizens tend to tend to go. So, right, and uh, so I would say that yeah, uh, they should be counted, just so we have an idea of how many people are actually here. But they shouldn't count for the redistricting. I would think that that's a reasonable. Compromise, which means it's not going to happen, unless right. unless AOC teams up with Ted Cruz again and they they get this puppy started. Um, that's a weird matchup. That's that that's like no, that's, that's not a, even like that. I, I can't even think of like a good comparison of what a strange pairing that is. That's like the odd couple, except neither one of them pays the rent, <laughs> so they get kicked out like the first episode. Greatest episode of the Odd Couple ever. <laughs> Just the uh, one, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So that's. And Chris Reynolds has a good point. Uh, Personal injury attorney here. Chris Reynolds. Oh, uh, okay, there it is. <laughs> Found it. Good. Uh, there we go. Chris ahead. Reynolds said that he would give you a uh, Anchor FM tutorial for a small fee. Um, I appreciate that because I, I may I may have to hit you up on that because no I see it, but I see the messages there but. Man, um, just one of the many things about great things about Anchor you. FM, guys. If you guys didn't hear about Anchor FM earlier, I'm gonna tell you real quickly. It's it's a great place to start a podcast. Uh, it gives you money with no minimum listenership, and it has great tools like voice messages from personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. There's a, there's also a place where you could say I don't know, donate to your favorite podcasts, and like uh, give them a monthly yeah, like and give them a monthly stipend for continuing to churn out the quality programming that you have come to love on this episode 
Of the mighty waters of freedom. Uh, Join Team Chris and start your donations, monthly donations, today. Be one of our, I wouldn't say patrons, our Anchorians. (laughs) Give us money. So, (laughs) guys... That's as forward as we can. That's as, hey, listen, give please, please give us money. Forward and desperate. Backward. Please give us money. <laughs> so, guys, well, that's everything from the notes, right? That's everything from the notes. That is everything from the notes. So, I apologize if anyone got excited about calling in, but no. So I'm never putting in call-in requests ever again. I'm going to change that to Anchor FM requests. Yeah, I thought you meant call-in requests like they could call in while we were doing it. I like no. call-ins. I like call-ins. I, I do too, but I, do, I wanted to make sure that we got to the people that left us messages. Yes. Be sure to leave or us something. messages. If you go to Anchor FM and somehow leave us messages, which you'll have to ask Chris how to do that, leave us messages and we'll answer them on the show. And from now on, because I know how to play it, I'll play your message. Or you can say in the message, don't actually play my message, just read it. And I'll do that. Whichever you want. This is about you. Give us money. So, tomorrow... Read your message online or on the show. One dollar. One dollar. One dollar. So, tomorrow, on the triumphant return of me, uh, on My Fellow Americans, I will be having Brent DeRitter who is the vice chair of the North Carolina Libertarian Party. He also co-founded the Liberty Coalition for Disaster Relief, which is like a Cajun Navy type group that goes around saving people during and after hurricanes and other natural disasters. Uh, He is also starting something called the Liberty Loop, where he and his family of six will be, I think six, five, six, where he and his family will be going... Uh, on their house. I felt like you were asking me that. And I was like, yeah, how many kids does he have, Matt? Tell us right now. So he's going to be taking his houseboat around the great loop, which is a, uh, it's like you go up the water, intercoastal waterway and cut through the, I don't know, the Erie canal. And then into the great lakes and down the old Mississippi. And then uh, across the, the, Oh, this is in reverse. And then down the, the Gulf of Mexico and then across to over around Florida and then back up to North Carolina. He's going to do that for like a year. Tell him to uh, swing into the old Gulfport, Florida or St. Pete, Florida, and I'll give him a hero's welcome. I'm sure. I'm sure he's planning on that because Tampa Bay is a pretty, a pretty big stop along the, the, the great loop. So yeah, no, I'll definitely let him know that. So that's Wednesday. And then Thursday night, what do you have in store for us Thursday? Uh, Thursday night I have, I have somebody in studio, which means I'm going to have to do some rearranging. Um, uh, Brendan Casey from Stateside Cov is going to be coming on, and we're going to be going into extreme depth on uh, Operation P.O. Box. Very cool. Yeah, that's very cool. And we're going to be talking about that on, on my show tomorrow as well. And then on Friday, Shabbat Shalom, everybody. It's Jason Lyon. He's not Jewish, but um, <laughs> it's Jason Lyon with... With Mr. America, the Bearded Truth, he's going to be talking about uh, all sorts of stuff there on the Sabbath. And then have a great weekend. Come back to us Monday night for Mr. America, the Bearded Truth with the ever, ever, ever straighter bearded 
every time I see him, it's just straighter. ZZ Top Lion, uh, Jason Lion. And then uh, tune in again next week, right here, Tuesday night, for the Muddy Waters of Freedom with Matt Wright, Spike Cohen. That's right. And Matt, if someone were to fire up their internet-capable device and try to find Muddy Waters, how would they find us? Could Uh, they even find us? You know, they could. They could. You could easily just Google muddied waters of freedom and you'd probably find a lot of places, right. but uh, you could definitely, uh, if you wanted to go more direct and get outside of the uh, Google, no, you can't not by any means necessary by what I'm about to say. Um, if you want to get outside of the Google machine, uh, you can go to Facebook and uh, find us at facebook.com slash muddied waters of freedom. You can find us on Instagram at Instagram. Uh, on Instagram at muddied waters of freedom. Uh, you can find us on the old Twitter at muddied underscore waters. You can find us on the YouTube, which is part of the Google machine, uh, at youtube.com slash muddied waters media. And you can find us on anchor at anchor.fm slash muddied waters. Yes. And you can find this in every other episode at muddied waters of freedom dot the newly redesigned muddy waters of freedom or i guess perpetually redesigned that's my new tinker toy yeah that i i play with all the time muddy waters of freedom.com and uh the the google goat's head if you will it's like a like a like a ram's head next week i'll come back and i will much better explain how vaginas work so you have that to look forward to so set your clocks for a week from today where Spike will really break down how fallopian tubes and uteri work. Guys, we're so great to have you <laughs> this week. Thanks for tuning in. We're happy that the second half of the show pretty much stayed online the whole time. And uh, we will see you tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Monday, and Tuesday. And where we're going... We don't need roads. Dilla, Dilla, mix, mix, mix. Y'all know what it is. Villain. Dilla, Dilla, still the best. Uh-uh, one, two, one, two, one, two. They scared of this track like a terrorist attack. Prepare to get back when he's wearing just black. Get a dog. They soft like a peach. Rhymes like sand on the beach. Off the leash, screech. Deep well spell. Saved by the bell. L well behaved. And gave him hell. Walked on gilded splinters in a handstand, stalked the krill lit winters, coldest ever, midnight, break day like loaves of bread, cleverly way overhead, nicest beat maker, east of the equator, for the greater good, your hood, to deep theta, take a leap of faith, and scrape a heap of a face all chafed, have the whole place straight, toodaloo, use a noodle, or it'll use you, two for two, know who I do when you're cruising through, later, then the first 48 post-traumatic stress in a post-hypnotic state got it great These things is not toys Only to be handled by kings who's got boys, not boys You hear me? Twerps Story rings nearly like the McClary vs. the Herbs Hey, you wanna stay in your genre? They protest the villain and rendition of La Bamba MC speaking, they ain't need us some jojoba All this up in here, Malik Yoba Pro bruh Attack the track like a lumberjack quick Chop it down to size firewood as drumsticks Baby, I made it, I made it, you bet your life, baby I-
to the head. The new June moon soon on a blue lagoon shoe. It's doom zooms in on a platoon. Sniper elite, swipe him off the street on this type of heat beat. Stranger on a solo miss flow, dolo paid. Played the position by the pose glow. Heard it on the TV promo. Swear it ain't me in the PE logo. Remote control in his overcoat polo. Both for broke, get the gold float on the go go. <laughs> Hopes and praise out of phase with the straight through the middle crews. Hate the new riddle too. Late too little. Operation Doomsday complete. On Jump Street, dump the heat. Bill, one shot, one kill. Spotted him, got his off the top, done deal. Spill your guts, they say they said the Don dead good. You could act a dread in your hood or John Edward. The truth is in the verse, not on the bottle bottom. Black devils is the worst, first you gotta spot them. Ain't never get stuck on their votes. And don't give a fuck if you get near votes. At most, he may exchange pleasantries. Really don't go for the sex change energies. Or Ben and Jerry's berries. Friends will make pretend fairies who take men's cherries. Just don't boycott his shit. The fake First Amendment falls. The plot mischievous midget.